Yo, it's David of Strong by Lay. I want to answer a question on how do we know that my resistance training program is going to yield the best results? And before we even answer this question, we have to be mindful, aware, realize resistance training, the three main functions of resistance training. Number one, to help you get stronger. Number two, to help you build more muscle. Number three, to improve athletic performance. That's at its best. At its worst, you're maintaining the three. Maintaining muscle mass, maintaining strength, maintaining athletic performance, especially if you're in a caloric deficit and your number one goal during this phase is fat loss. But your number one goal is to get stronger, build more muscle, improve performance. In order for that to happen, we need to make sure that your resistance training programs are progressive, they're intelligent, and they're systematic. And in order for those check boxes to get nicked off. A couple of things need to happen within each training session. Number one, you need to address intensity. Number two, you need to address volume. Number three, you need to address range of motion. And number four, you need to address time under tension. We're gonna go into all four little precepts very briefly. Number one, intensity. Your, the rate of contraction the amount of power and force the body can produce is directly correlated with how much weight, how much stimulus is actually put on it in terms of tonnage, in terms of how much weight and tension that you're putting on the muscles. It's, the muscles abide by this law called the law of inertia, that however much force is placed on an inanimate object, that inanimate object is going to return the equivalent amount of force. If you have a heavy weight, the muscles are going to try to produce as much force as possible to get that weight to stop and not overcome the muscles. That's the law of inertia, and that's how your muscles are going to fully contract. It's natural. If you become burdened with a heavy weight, you're going to try to lift that weight up with, with and muster all of the strength that you have. That's intensity. Now volume, your muscles are like a sponge. The more you work a sponge, especially with water, the softer it's gonna get, the more water it's going to absorb. When you're trying to build more muscle mass, you want to squeeze the muscles as much as possible, but you want to also squeeze them hard enough, which is where intensity comes in. When you squeeze the muscles, the muscles are going to be able to store more substrates. The substrates are carbohydrates. The carbohydrates get stored in the muscles as glycogen, and when glycogen gets stored in the muscles, it's going to lead to better recovery, it's going to lead to better immune system, it's going to lead to better mood, and it's going to lead to better muscle mass. Since muscles are primarily made out of water and carbohydrates, if you can fill the muscles up with those two nutrients, you're going to have nice, full, strong, developed muscles. And when it comes to range of motion, one of the great things about resistance training that separates it from many, many other training modalities, especially sporting activities and cardiovascular activities, is the ability to go through a full range of motion while under significant external load. Not only do you have the intensity, meaning the heavy weight, and maybe the volume, but you have the range of motion. Muscles attached to joints, and the muscles can stretch to a certain point. The more it gets stretched, the more it gets contracted, the more you're theoretically squeezing it. I know we used that sponge analogy earlier, you're squeezing the sponge, but then we can also talk about the magnitude of the squeezes. If you squeeze long and hard, theoretically, you can 
store more of those carbohydrates, those necessary performance enhancing substrates rather than rather than fast hard squeezes. You have these long hard squeezes which the muscles respond very favorably to. So you want full range of motion. From an injury perspective, from an injury prevention perspective, full range of motion is good because the, the longer or the more range of motion you go through and the more the muscle stretches, the more tension it's gonna place on the joints. And while that sounds bad, you can think about a rubber band getting pulled around a ball. When the rubber band gets pulled around the ball, it tightens down on the ball. And if there's something else on the other side of the ball, the ball's gonna get more tight and it's going to stay more stable on between the rubber band and that other surface, which means that the rubber ball isn't going to shift around as much. The same concept, especially around hinge joints like the knee, the elbow. So full range of motion is really beneficial, really crucial for maximum result. Now time under tension is something that a lot of people may not understand. Time under tension is how long your muscles are in a contracted position for. And this could be full range of motion contraction or this could be partial contractions, but the muscles are working every single time. If you can think about it as, let's say you're doing a push up and rather, uh, and when you're at the bottom position of a push up where your elbows are at 90 degrees, your chest is not on the ground, you're off the ground and you're just holding your body there, that's called time under tension because your muscles have to contract in order to hold your body in a particular position. There is a certain amount of time and tension that research has shown is optimal for muscle growth, or at least it is kind of the minimum threshold for maximum muscle growth, and that is 40 seconds. This is for maximum muscle growth. Now, of course, if you go above 40 seconds of time and tension, meaning that let's say you do 10 reps of push-ups, that means each push-up has to last four seconds for you to fulfill that 40 second time under tension criteria then things have to get lighter because as your muscles stay under more tension, you get fatigued. And if you get fatigued, you're not gonna be able to produce force. And if you can't produce force, then the weight's not going anywhere. And you're not going, you, you're gonna see great hypertrophy results, but you may not see the strength and the power results that you want. So again, it's a fine balancing act between the four factors, intensity, volume, range of motion, and time under tension. Which one is more important? For maximum muscle growth, time under tension is probably the most important. There are bodybuilders who are massive, 250, 300 pounds, shredded, built like beasts and behemoths, but they're not using heavy weights because they understand, they know how to place their muscles under tension for extended periods of time. Then you have powerlifters who aren't behemoths, who aren't 300 pounds, and they're not shredded and they're muscular, but they can lift five, six, 700 pounds for a couple of repetitions because they understand the concepts of creating lots of tension in the, in the beginning, producing power and force using intensity and full range of motion. If you are a general fitness population, general fitness, you're trying to look, move, and feel better, trying to just get leaned up a little bit, toned up, build a little bit of muscle, build some curves, get a little bit stronger, improve your athletic performance, and just live a better life, then you wanna find a balance between all four. Remember, intensity, volume, range of motion, and time under tension. Once your program can address all four of those factors, I think you'll have a good, balanced, well-rounded program. If you've got questions or you need any help trying to help, trying to, you know, do you need help figuring out how to put, the, put together a program, I'm more than happy to help you. Shoot me a message, david at strongbyelite.com. Until next time, 
keep it keep it tense keep it tense yeah keep it tense